Welcome to the Jason Claus Show. I'm Jason Claus, your host, and today we're going to be talking about, as always, good ideas for busy managers. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is the Jason Claus Show. It's a podcast dedicated to helping busy Bay Area managers find and share good ideas. My experience is the best managers and business leaders in the Bay Area, they're idea collectors. They are constantly on the lookout for good ideas, ways that they can build culture, ways they can motivate their team, ways they can help them be safer, ways they can help them be more productive. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about trying to find those ideas and share those ideas with a growing community of business leaders in the Bay Area, specifically the San Francisco East Bay. I have an awesome show for us today. I've got a guest and a friend, Doug Kennedy from CFOs to Go, and he wrote an article uh, that he posted on his uh, company's website, and it it focuses on sort of the canary in the coal mine telltale signs that you should look for that might indicate that it's time to consider upgrading the the business system, specifically the accounting system. We're going to get into that right after this. The Jason Claus Show is brought to you by Insight. Computer problems, they're frustrating and they're expensive. What a lot of people don't know is they're almost always avoidable. You work too hard, you deserve a better computing experience, and you can trust Insight to deliver it. To see how we do that, go to www.insight.net and check it out. All right, everybody, welcome back. So, like I said, I've got a great guest today. Um, his name's Doug Kennedy. He's a friend of mine and a business colleague. He's a partner with a company called CFOs to Go. And Doug, I'm not going to steal any of your thunder. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Glad to have you here. Why don't you Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Spent uh, many years in uh, corporate uh, tax at a number of big companies. I was a partner in one of the major CPA firms for a time, spent a, a turn in uh, investment management about eight years in that, and then came back to accounting in 2009 with CFOs to go as a partner, working primarily with small businesses and high net worth individuals. Right on, right on. Well, I'm glad you're here. So, so Doug, you wrote, a, you wrote a, an article recently that, that, uh, that you posted to, uh, to your, your company's website, and the, the title of it, Small Businesses and Growth Plans. Um, what was it that prompted you to, what was the genesis behind writing the article? What, what? Well, it's several things. Uh, one, it's talking with business owners who experience this phenomenon on a regular basis, talking to consultants who have clients who are going through the process of growing a business and feeling the growing pains. So the issue is migrating from QuickBooks or Zero up to a more robust accounting system. So I was trying to give people an indication of what it is that kind of tells you in the business it's time to make that um, that shift. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, beyond the fact that, uh, of somebody beating on your door saying, aha, you got you to gotta get me something new, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's actually the, the thing that struck me from the article, right? You had, um, I'm going to quote you here. Um, employee feedback is probably the most glaring indication 
the accounting system isn't providing the information that you need um, uh, to make good good business decisions. Um, that's where that's where most of the great stuff comes from from the team, right, or from your customers. But could you could you give maybe a a, a more tangible a, uh, example of may, maybe something that you've seen working with one of your clients or or, or from a, a you know from a previous life working in something else? Sure. I mean, I, I say this to business owners all the time. Listen to your team. They will tell you when it's time to make moves in certain areas. And and one of the things is that uh, if zero or QuickBooks, you know, those those easy to implement systems that have limited uh, flexibility uh, aren't providing the kinds of information for more uh, sort of sophisticated decision-making, your team's going to tell you. So they'll come to you and say, uh, hey, boss, I can't get the information I need on a timely basis to deal with a new customer or deal with a new need from an existing customer or something like that. That's your, that's your clue that you need to take, begin to take a closer look at what your accounting system can and cannot do, and then think about migrating to one that can provide a more complete solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things I hear a lot as it relates to not just the the, the accounting system or the business system, it's just technology in general. Uh, it, well, actually, I hear it less and less, but I but I do hear it still with some, with some frequency. This idea that if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Oh, sure, um, sure. And I, and I think that. Uh, um, from the from the business leader's perspective, it might not feel like there's like there's misgivings or there's any gaps. But uh, mm-hmm. your example certainly points out that you know it's broke <laughs> and it might, not be, exactly. might not be broke the exact way that you think it is. <laughs> but you need to be listening to the people that are in the trenches, and they will tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe me, <laughs> they will tell you oh. about uh, <laughs> about all they the problems that they're having. Right. They're just looking for an audience in most cases. Yeah. And so uh, the other thing that I've noticed is that younger people, the millennials and, and younger people that are coming into business today are technology savvy. So they're comfortable with the tools of technology mm-hmm. and they will often get frustrated if your systems are inadequate to the point that it doesn't provide them the tools that they expect to be able to use in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good point because it, you know, taking it to the next logical step because these folks and it, and I don't know if it's necessarily just the younger generation. I mean, I'm part of the, of, of the, of the Xers. Uh, and, and I feel like we, we came of age professionally in the technology age. I feel like we're pretty savvy as well. Oh, good point we're going to go find those resources, mm-hmm. particularly now with cloud technologies, because I don't even have to go get approval from somebody to do this. I can just plunk down a credit card on my own. And if it's going to make life easy for me, I might be inclined to do that. And then, and then what does that mean? Right. It means that there's stuff all over the place. And it's actually one of the things we'll talk about it later, but you know, one of those, those ways that you know that things are, are, aren't quite right is when you've got information distributed all over the place, right? When, you, when you've got people using other tools to, to do their job. Good point. And, and that raises the issue of data security. And so uh, that, that can be troubling. Right. Whole nother topic for a whole nother time, right, man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, the, the, the article, I think, was, was, was well written. And thank you for, uh, for, for putting that together. I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes. And I'd encourage, uh, I'd encourage anyone listening to, to, to give that a read. It's a quick read and well done. Um, and, and really kind of points to, to, you know, some of the canary in the, 
in the coal mines sort of sort of things to look for. But in addition to that, um, we've we've also got you know uh, uh, you know some more specific reasons that we're that we're going to talk about here. Um, and I'm just going to give an overview to begin with of, of the kind of the kind of the five that we were talking about, and then um, and then you and me can talk about it in more detail. Sound good? Sure. Okay, so the five that we were talking about was one, just kind of performance and, and as the decision maker or as the business leader, feeling like you, you don't have enough time um, to be focusing on, on the business, right? Limited time for decision making is what we came up with. Having too much paper, right? That, um, you, know, spread, you know, spread across your desk, your team's desk. Delays in production, Right. And, and that can, you know, that could be, you know, tangible items or it could be the service delivery if you're a service business, but, but delays from the time someone says go to the time you're actually able to deliver whatever it is they bought from you. Um, inaccurate calculations, which the only thing worse than no data is bad data. Right. <laughs> right. And then, and then the, the, the fifth one we came down on was the kind of we already touched on it, employees building reports manually or, or building anything manually, right, outside, outside of your control. So those are, those are sort of the five things that we're going uh, to expand upon here. But, um, you know, having, not having the time to, 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 to make the choices that you make, there's a lot of things that could impact that. You, you want to you expand on that a, a, a little bit, Doug? Well, let me just make a threshold comment. If you look at those five factors, they all create what I call friction and frustration in the uh, decision-making process or the action process of running a business. So Mm -hmm. those are the kinds of things that really um, maybe you don't have a way, an easy way to measure it, but it creates just um, a, a cost that is perhaps hidden in terms of being explicitly understood, but it, it creates all kinds of problems for your employees, frustration, um, you know, just loss of energy in the decision-making process, loss of momentum in the business. So mm-hmm. that's why these things are important. Uh, just to give you a sort of uh, 50,000 foot overview, if you would. Yeah. But um, shall we dive into the uh, specifics here? Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, item number one, li- limited time for decision-making right? From your perspective, why is this even a problem? Well, it's a problem because as you grow, the, uh, the pressure to turn around decisions uh, increases uh, as that growth expands. And so one of the things that you've got to be able to have is an information system that enables you to uh, respond in a timely manner to any new business initiative. If you don't have that, if your accounting system is not flexible enough to provide that, that's another source of friction that you just don't need in running the business. Mm-hmm. So it's um, scale creates uh, opportunities. It creates opportunities for profitability and, and um, increased revenues, but it also increases uh, pressure on your uh, employee base to get things done quickly and efficiently and accurately. So if mm. errors creep into the process and you've got to go back and fix those errors, that's another source of friction that fr- quite frankly, you just don't need to, uh, uh, to have to deal with if you can avoid it by having a robust system that provides the, uh, uh, you know, accurate information on a timely basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of moving, you know, like 
even beyond like the dashboards and the, and the functionality mm-hmm. that you might not have, like th- that's, that's certainly a, a, an indication that maybe it's time to start looking at something else. Right. But, but just from, you know, some of the things that I see just from a performance perspective, right. If particularly if you're an owner, a business owner working in and on the business at the same time, right? You haven't kind of, you haven't, your, your, your business hasn't evolved to a point where you get to spend most of your time working on the business. You know, you, you've got this limited window where you can actually be trying to, to filter imperfect information through your experience to, to try to make some meaningful choices about what, or, and bets about what you should do in the future. Right. And so if the system that you're using if it's hard to get access to, or it's running slow, or it's clunky, or it's, you know, it kind of feels like people use the word just legacy, or, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. like previous generation. That's a problem for the decision maker, but it's also a problem for your people, right? Because if you're having a problem, you know, uh, whenever you can get to it, right, that's what happens a lot when I talk to, to, uh, to the to the business leaders that I talk to, right? I don't have a ton of time to work on this during the day. So I'm working on it at 10 o'clock at night from home. And when I try to log in, it just creeps. Well, if you're having that problem, it's highly likely that the people that need to put the information into the system are having that problem. And you both got this, you know, kind of artificial roadblock built into one to do anything, right? So you end up working on something else, which impacts this, you know, this, this, uh, your ability to make decisions, uh, or maybe the system doesn't deliver the um, the information in a way that you feel like you can can you know meaningful meaningfully di- you know dice it out. In which case, now you got to export it to a spreadsheet and you got to massage it. And right, there's just all exactly. these things that that add additional load and additional time, maybe meetings that you wouldn't ha- have to have otherwise to get you what you need. Um, and all of it drags on the time that you would use to say, hey, you know, kind of based on. On, on this key number and this key number, I think we should invest here. Move exactly. further away from that, you know? Exactly. You know, I, I'll give you a quick example of something I saw many years ago that really surprised me. Fairly good-sized company, uh, well uh, well over 500000 a year in annual revenue. And the, um, the guys in the tax department came to me and said, hey, you know, we, we have to download the general ledger into spreadsheets and manipulate it into into uh, tax uh, uh, tax literate uh, in information to be able to do the tax return. And I was like, well, why can't you just get a report directly off the GL? And they didn't have the mapping system in the general ledger system to be able to do that. That's why I downloaded stuff into Excel. It took them two weeks to manipulate the information into sort of tax return literate uh, format to be able to begin doing the tax returns. Like mm-hmm. that's an amazing amount of time for a fairly big company that if they had the right system, that could, that re- report could easily be delivered. And then the tax department starts two weeks uh, ahead of their previous uh, work, pro- work schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's amazing. The, the numbers of things that it, it don't, I tend to think of it more like, you know, if you could, if you could get a robot to do it for you, um, it could save so much time. Right. And it might take a lot of work on the, on the upfront, but, um, I think that's a great example, right? If, 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 the if the tax organization could just press a button and, and automatically get that information in a format that they can use, uh, what could you do with that? Right. How, mm-hmm. how much how much more effective could you be? How much more quickly could you get 
could you get that filed uh, and, mm-hmm. and be on to the next thing, you know? Exactly. So I think that's a great example. Um, as opposed to, you know, you know, process-based, people-based, paper-based um, work, which is still far too common, which mm-hmm. kind of leads us to the next, next canary, right? Um, I walk into offices all the time where there's somebody with, it's a, it's a lead book, bookkeeper or the controller, um, sometimes even the CFO, where either on the front of their desk or in that vanity on the back of their desk, there is just mountains of paper and files, <laughs> you know, and it sounds a little condescending to say it that way. Right. But, but, you know, if you, if, if you're, if you're listening to this and, and you're, and, and while you're listening, you're surrounded by a bunch of paper, um, that's probably a sign that the, that the, the, the system that you're using, the, the, the information system to keep track of this stuff might be a little deficient. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, beyond that, I don't really know. I don't know if there's too much more to, to, to expand on it. You, you, you got a, you got a story from the trenches for us about this one. Well, I think one of the issues that you run into sometimes is there, there are just certain people that are uncomfortable working off reports that they view online. And sometimes they, there's this uh, emotional support that comes from printing out a, a big report and having a big stack of paper in front of you because then they can, you know, flip through it or do whatever it is that they are accustomed to doing. And if you can retrain yourself out of that habit, it creates a, just an enormous amount of additional efficiency. Yeah. And you can access it anywhere. Um, not that you can't take paper with you, but you know, that's hard carting all that around, you know, particularly for most of us in the Bay Area with these long commutes that we've got. You don't want to be carting around a big spreadsheet either, right? Exactly. I remember my dad bringing home those, those, uh, you know, those, those, those phone book looking sheets. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I, I haven't seen one of those in a long time, but I'm sure they're out there. Uh, mercifully so. I mean, the, the, you know, the great thing is the, with the advent of uh, mobile devices, you know, the, uh, the, the um, smartphones and the um, tablet computers, you know, mm-hmm. those things enable you to access information in a much more, um, uh, real-time basis than we ever had in, in the past. So oh, that's actually a really good point. I, I think about this personally. Um, you know, I'm out on the road all the time. I generate a lot of receipts and I expect to get paid back <laughs> for all that money that I spend. Right. Right. And I remember having to fill out, you know, these, these spreadsheets and oh. web forms and then upload the photo. And, and I remember taping receipts to, yeah, uh, uh, to to a piece of to, you know to a template piece of paper and then photocopy them and and then them getting the clock you know like just nonsense right and, oh, and sure. you know technology allows the input of that information to uh, to, to be digital too right now I just take a snapshot of the you know on my on my on my smartphone I take a picture of the of the receipt and that information is transcribed and I still have to look at it and I still have to massage it a little bit because nothing's perfect yet, but it's a much easier way to get accurate information into the systems um, as opposed to, to having to go from piece of paper to piece of paper to cross-reference. Exactly. So you've just yeah. given, given a great example of, some, of a way that uh, technology has removed friction from the decision-making process and the operations of the business. Yeah. And the vast majority of these, um, uh, of these applications, they've, you know, the, these are, these are um, 
fairly basic features that are available in all of them, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe uh, maybe someone's listening to this and they're using a tool that they feel like they may have outgrown. It may not be that they've outgrown it. It may be that they just need a refresher on all the things that it can do. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. But that might be something too. Okay. Well, number three, right? Delays in production. And so this topic, this is the kind of thing where um, it's really hard to sell, right? Even in this environment, I know everyone's doing well, but um, you know, you work and your teams, uh, they work really hard to find that new client or to um, help expand that account, right? And then, and then you get the order and then you get stuck. I, I, I have a friend, he, he works for, uh, for a real big company. We'll leave them nameless because I don't want to embarrass them, but he and his cohort, they call their, um, their, the fulfillment organization, right? The, 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 that accounting component of that, they call it the sales prevention organization. (laughs) That's on, I mean, and it's, you know, you laugh, right? But that is, that is just, you know, I mean, you're, and then what's the incentive, right? So, you know, the, the, uh, you know, kind of going back to where we started off. If you want to find, if you want to find the real canary in the in the coal mine, talk to your sales guys, right? <laughs> and you got to filter it, right? As a sales guy, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna come up with any excuse I can as to why I didn't get to where I wanted to get or why that deal didn't go, right? Or, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but there's gonna be some some good nuggets of information inside of of you know whatever I throw up at at the boss, right? <laughs> exactly you know but but so you know can you can you expand you know i'm sure you've seen and it's not just sales right it could be it, it's it's just about any place in the process of uh, uh of getting an order and fulfilling that order um that that there that there's some some gaps that you might be able to that you might see that could be could be influencing this here I remember many years ago working in a technology company where the VP of sales and the VP of manufacturer were constantly at loggerheads because the sales guy would go out and close uh, a nice, uh, nice order. And then the manufacturing guys had trouble getting the stuff out the door and meeting delivery deadlines. So there was a constant source of frustration going on there. And a lot of it had to do with uh, just bad information in the accounting systems that, uh, you know, the manufacturing guys would say, well, this, this order is going to be ready, you know, X date. And then, then all of a sudden it got delayed. And, uh, the, uh, the manufacturing guys are trying to blame the accounting system many times. And of course you, you wondered what the real answer was, but you suspect that, uh, it was not the accounting system. It was some production delay that was uh, giving rise to this problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, I think you're kind of, I, I like the example cause it kind of points to, you know, as the, as the, as the business leader, um, trying to figure out the way to solve the problem, right? There's, there's different, there's different areas that you have to investigate, right? Is it a, is it a people problem? Is it, is it really that the, that, that the, the, the lead in manufacturing and the lead in fulfillment, um, is it that they just can't get along? Is it that they, is it, is that where you, is that the lever you need to pull? Is it a technology lever that you need to pull? Um, you know, answering those questions will, will, will help direct energy, right? The, the, you know, our, our topic is about technology, but you could do a whole thing on, you know, the, the marriage counseling aspect of trying to, <laughs> um, you know, trying to suss through that. Right. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can imagine the egos that it's involved in a uh, situation like that. We got two highly experienced and accomplished guys, uh, our gals, uh, that uh, have a potential uh, personality conflict. Yeah, I think it's real important to, to maybe just do a disclaimer here. Technology is a great lever, right? And, and it's, a, it's a great accelerator um, and can help solve lots of problems in, in, in its ability to standardize things. But if all you're doing is standardizing a people problem, then you're just going to accelerate. You know, the, any efficiency um, that might be gained is going to be counterbalanced by um, all, the, uh, all the nonsense that it creates, too. I've seen that as well. Only thing worse than, than, uh, than, uh, I guess in, uh, incompatible software or software that doesn't quite do what it, it's supposed to do is, uh, is software that uh, had the expectation it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do or the fix, um, <laughs> right. that made everyone think that it was going to do what it's supposed to do. And then it doesn't, right. And then it's compounded. All right. So our fourth, uh, kind of our fourth canary in the coal mine, it's inaccurate calculations, right? The, you know, poor data, bad, uh, bad, uh, bad data quality, right? Um, and I would imagine in your career, Doug, you've just this this is this has got to this has got to happen with some frequency, right? It's human being it's human beings and, and information, right? The, the the two don't always mix that well sometimes. Yeah, that's right. And I've seen situations where uh, there was so much skepticism about the information in the accounting system that. Uh, uh, one senior manager in one business I worked in literally went out and bought a separate small system to run in parallel with the main accounting system to check the accuracy of what he was getting out of the uh, primary accounting system. And then when the two came up with different answers, there was an enormous amount of energy that went into re- reconciling the uh, information that was coming out of the two systems. So you can imagine the frustration that uh, that led to in the employee base when they had to reconcile one system to another. And uh, that was, I, I don't think it really raised the quality of decisions at all, but it, um, it created an enormous amount of friction in the decision-making system and led to some serious morale issues among the uh, employees that had to work in that process. That's a really good point. It's not just, I, 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 what I heard, it's not just the fact that, that you might be looking at information that is incorrect. That's not the, that's not just the only thing to be looking for under this, you know, under this item. Right. Because it sounds like the other thing to be looking for is when you're, when you're talking to your team, how quick are they to be asking you for ways to countermeasure something that's wrong? Right? Mm-hmm. I, I could give you an example from my business, right? A, a lot of times what, what, uh, what people will say to me is, listen, I really want to understand your escalation path. So when there's a problem, who do I go to? And then who do I go to next? And then who do I go to next? Which on the face of it, that's a fine question, but it points to something, right? Exactly. Why is that important in the first place? Isn't it more important to, to just have a good experience in the first place? Like, isn't that really what you want? I mean, you need to have that counterbalance too, but, but if you're weighting that too heavily, doesn't that point to a problem on the quality of whatever it is to begin with? You know, yeah, that's, and, that's a really good point. And I, I remember that in this particular company, there was this sort of cult, cultural norm that, uh, oh, your first mistake is your last. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty harsh condition to be working under. If you can't uh, make an honest mistake, correct it, learn from it, move on, that's troublesome in terms of the uh, employee satisfaction with their jobs and uh, retention and a whole related uh, set of issues. 
Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a bullet point for that one, but, but that's a canary in the coal mine too. Good talent walking off. Exactly. I guess that's, that's a canary for a lot of things. That's not fair. It doesn't belong on this list. (laughs) Okay. We don't want, you know, I'll just move on. We'll let that one go. All right. So number five, employees building reports manually. And, and I don't think it's just building reports manually. It's employees taking things on to, on, on their own. Right. Exactly. The last example was, was of a guy, I, he went out and got another piece of software to check the, the output from the, you know, from the, the quote unquote official, uh, official tool, you know, exactly. Um, and I think this is very, very common, right? Because, because I see it happen all the time. People are building, they build Excel spreadsheets to do things, very complicated Excel spreadsheets. Um, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that. I mean, yeah, I, I've I'm met sure some you have really, seen a number, yeah, a number of, of, of really sophisticated sheets and how effective are those in your mind? Well, I've met a lot of power users of uh, spreadsheet technology in my career. And the difficulty is it's, it's not with their ability to do the work. It's, are they getting all the data out of the system that they need? Is it fully reconciled back to the primary system so that you, you can be assured that there's uh, integrity of, of the data that you're working with, both you, the uh, preparer of that data, or that's the spreadsheet, and the user of it that you're producing it to. You know, how can you be assured that everything is fully reconciled and accurate? So that that can be troublesome. And if you get a mistake somewhere in there and there's no process to highlight that mistake and, and fully uncover it, then that can be highly troublesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 the other thing that I see is that if there's a, if something changes the, the assumptions that were made in building the sheet, if something changes, now you got to go back and fix that. And maybe you know how to do it. Maybe you don't. So I've seen that be the case where the sheet became unusable or the tool became unusable and all that work that went into it was just lost. And the employee did it, and the employee has no idea how to fix it. And so now, now you're back to square one. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, that time it takes to fix an error or, uh, or you know, trace down an error and correct it is um, that's just lost time and friction in the system that no one needs. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that kind of covers our, our, uh, our one through five. So just to recap, if you, you know, some of the reasons to take a look at the business system, um, particularly the accounting system, um, you know, if you feel like you like you don't have enough time, or or you feel like you're being prevented from from interpreting that information and making good decisions, that might be uh, uh, the the, uh, the the sophistication or the capabilities of the accounting system might be a, a, a culprit or or sit at the at the root cause level. If you're drowning in paper, that might be a good reason to take a look at things. If you're experiencing significant delays or even just routine delays uh, in, in, in production, if you're wrestling with in, inaccurate calculations in the, in the data, or if you find that your team is, is continually trying to build countermeasures to, uh, uh, to account for the gaps in, the, in, in what the system delivers, those are all great reasons to consider um, looking at other options. And uh, just so happens that Doug, that's something that you can help people with, yeah? Yeah, that's right. We, we've a team of 15 partners. That, F- yeah, funny how that works, right? Work. 
Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, about what, you know, how, how you might be able to help and, and how somebody might be able to, to engage you? Sure. We've got 30 years of experience doing exactly this kind of work, troubleshooting problems for business owners of a financial nature and coming up with solutions that are tailored to the specific set of uh, issues that they have and, and operating parameters that they're working under. So mm-hmm. we've got both uh, functional expertise as well as industry expertise that we can bring to bear for business owners in resolving those kinds of issues. Right on. Okay. And if somebody's listening to this and is thinking, you know, I just don't know. I, uh, I, some of those, I think I'm suffering some of those symptoms, but I, I, I just don't know. How, how might they engage you? How can they get a hold of you and what should they expect if they, uh, if they just wanted to have a, a conversation about it? Sure. You can, you can go to our website at uh, CFOs to go. Uh, you can uh, call us at 925-299-4450. Tell the uh, receptionist you'd like to speak to a CFO about a problem you've got. And you can almost, you can, you can email me at too at dkennedy at CFOs to go.com. Excellent. And what, what, uh, what would that initial interaction kind of be like? Uh, we'd spend an hour typically with you going over the kinds of uh, concerns that you have and just uh, seeing w- what the next step would be mm-hmm. in starting to resolve those problems for you. Okay. And what's the cost of something like that? Well, the in- initial hour is free. And then we'll help you develop a – if you want to pursue it further, then we can help you d- develop a game plan for probably doing an assessment of it. Often we'll, we'll – um, do an assessment that costs anywhere from 1500 to 2500 bucks to uh, produce a report for you that tells you, okay, here's the issues that we see, here's the solutions we recommend, and the process for beginning the uh, solutions methodology. Right on. Okay. All right. And then I'll make sure to include all of the, all your contact details in the show notes uh, uh, for the episode. All right. Well, Doug, thanks so much for joining us. I really, uh, I appreciate you making the time and and I feel like the, I feel like the information is very helpful. Well, great. It's been a pleasure uh, joining you today and hopefully there's some information in here that's uh, of interest to to a business owner out there struggling with a problem. Right on. All right, man. Well, you take care. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's it. That's all I got for you today. I want to thank Doug for joining me. Boy, it was a great episode. I think there, there are, there's a lot of nuggets in there. If, anything that we talked about today resonates with you. Like I said, I'm going to include all of Doug's contact information in the show notes. I'd encourage you to reach out to him. Until then, until the next time, I hope my good friend Jesus blesses you with peace in your heart, wisdom in your spirit, and a lot of laughter in your belly. You take care now.